1: Welcome into this edition of the Foul Ball Area Podcast. My name is Trey Lyle, and yes, you're hearing my name and my voice to start off the podcast. Our illustrious other host, Matthew Atkins, is not here. He's a little busy this week, so for the first time in the podcast history, I am set to host it. And join with me, the man, the myth, the legend, the voice of Virginia Tech baseball, here to preview... The NCAA baseball tournament. He is he is the one and only friend of the program, Twins fan, Evan Hughes. Evan, welcome to the foul ball area podcast once again, and uh, thanks so much for joining us.
0: Absolutely, thanks for having me back, Trey. Thank you for the intro. Uh, I uh, I am missing Matt Atkins, and for those that don't know, he's the only person I know that you can combine his first and last name. Matt Atkins and just say Matkins and I love doing that. So I hope Mattkins is doing well wherever he is tonight. We miss him, but thanks for having me, buddy. Exciting time here in Blacksburg.
1: That is definitely indeed. But let's let's jump right into it. My first question for you is have you ever been slapped because of an issue with fantasy football?
0: <laughs> no, I have not. Um, you know, I've been playing fantasy football since I was in elementary school. No. Um I did one time beat one of my best friends in the fifth grade in the fantasy football league championship. And I would do the morning announcements for our entire elementary school I'd go over the intercom, right? Like good morning, South Anna spirit Riders," And I shouted out over the intercom that I beat my friend in a fantasy football championship. The entire school heard it. I thought it was very funny. He did not. Of course that was when we were 10 We're 23 years old and still very good friends to this day. So uh, that's as close as I can get to something bad happening with fantasy football.
1: Well, if you didn't know, Tommy fan of the Cincinnati Reds, Jock Peterson over a fantasy football issue with the commissioner actually being the best baseball player of our generation, Mike Trout, who uh, I, I have talked glowingly on this podcast about him being the goat, but let's, let's get right right into it. And, uh, uh, first, I want to give my MVP and my best moment of the week. And actually, it's going to go the same, too. It's the Pittsburgh Pirates. Terrible baseball team, typically. But they Timber. somehow, t- somehow this past week, swept the Dodgers in LA for the first sweep since 2000. So shout out to the Pittsburgh Pirates. Uh, great, great set of games. A um, couple of great players. Trout, Judge of Looking, uh, Castillo, Nelson Castillo for the. Uh, Yankees threw another shutout today against the Angels. He's looking like a Cy Young candidate, one of the best players, uh, one of the leading candidates for the AL Cy Young. But let's, let's get into why we got Evan here. The NCAA baseball tournament is here, and Virginia Tech baseball is having a historic season. We've talked a lot about on here, and we'll talk about some couple of the other favorites. Tennessee with their star pitcher, Ben Joyce, Oregon State, Stanford, just to name a few. But we want to get Evan's MVP for the Hokies baseball team. And, and as well as his moment of the season, not just his moment of the week. So starting with the MVP, Evan, any any particular person or or a group do you want to choose maybe is, sure. is the reason to jumpstart this, you know, surprisingly successful story?
0: Well, by the way, I will give you a Major League Baseball MVP real quick because uh, I do play fantasy baseball, obviously just for fun, and I'm going to give a shout-out to Martin Perez, who has been an unbelievable addition for my fantasy baseball team that is six and one?
1: What's the team? Going,
0: uh rocks are hot because St. Cloud Rocks, that's our thing. If the Rocks are, you know, you know, Braves are hot for Matt Adkins, for you know, twins are hot, rocks are hot. So that's a saying from the summer collegiate team that I worked with. We're six and one, and Martin Perez is a free agent pickup is four and two with an AL best 1.42 ERA and averages 18 points to start. So that's my major league baseball. So
1: throw outside of being, you know, the voice of the next generation for sports, Evan Hughes might be a GM one day. Just, just throwing that all out there. No,
0: it's just, listen, fantasy baseball. You just got to stay persistent with the waiver wire and look at trends. And so anyways, uh, you know, for tech baseball and, and more importantly though, I, I think you could go in a lot of different directions for MVP, right? This team is headlined by uh, its powerful outfield tandem of Gavin Cross, Jack Hurley, uh, Nick Bittison, Pitching side, Drew Hackenberg and Griffin Green have been unbelievable. Hackenberg with an ACC best ERA in the regular season. But I think MVP, I'm going to give it to Cade Hunter on this team this year because Cade's somebody who – had his freshman season cut short in 2020, 2021 uh, battled a hand injury that kept him out the majority of the year. I think he played like a combined month. And this year, he's hitting over 330 as a catcher. He has basically been the Hokies backstop every game. And the job that he has done with this pitching staff that has been phenomenal this year, I think he deserves a tremendous amount of credit. So like when I think MVP, I think Cade Hunter in a lot of ways has been. And I think when you have a catcher that that's that valuable, typically it's a mark of a good team, in my opinion. So I'm going Kate Hunter as my MVP for the team this year.
1: That's a, that's a really good choice. Really good choice. I'll go Gavin Cross. You know, maybe the best prospect in terms of, you know, looking at projected top ten pick. The last time I saw a mock draft, so you know, the, the starting pitching has been 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 great. You have uh, Drew Hackenberg. You know, younger brother of Christian Hackenberg, former Jets quarterback. And it, he he has done uh, some pretty great things uh, on the mound. But talk about the moment of the season. Uh, a moment we highlighted, obviously, earlier was this team, you know, I think, too, was winning the ACC regular season title, which was big. And then also, obviously, I think a personal one for you was calling a game in Fenway. We uh, On the fast lane, we talked about it. On here, Matt and I talked about it. A, a couple of really cool moments this season. Uh, I know it's be hard for you to pick one.
0: Well, it's, I'm glad you brought up the Fenway Park because I- – that's kind of separate, right? Like it's, it's the coolest moment of the year, but not in terms of like the full body of work of the season. I mean, that was unbelievable. We could do a full podcast talking about how amazing Fenway park was and the experience that, that uh, both teams got to have playing in that um, and the ALS awareness game and raising great money for the Peter Frady's foundation. I, I think the moment of the year for me was probably the Miami series in In mid April, because at the time Tech was ranked 21st, they were coming off of a series win of NC State, had a series win of North Carolina, starting to turn heads. But Miami was ranked number two at the time, and Tech came out in game one and beat them 13 to two and really made a statement. And then on that, it was a Friday, it was a Thursday, Friday, Saturday series because Easter Sunday was on that Sunday, so they moved it up. And the spring football game for Tech was the Saturday. It was the Hokie High weekend at home. So there were over, I want to say, 3,500 fans that were in attendance for that Friday game that won the series. And Drew Hackenberg, I know for sure went seven. He might have gone eight that game. And you think about the, first of all, the pitching staff Miami has, but then the offensive power that they have in its lineup, headlined by Yohani Morales, that's a really good ball club. So I think when Tech took two of three for me, I think I think that was a moment where they really put themselves on the national landscape as a team to, team to beat. And then I think for a runner-up of moment of the year was actually when Tech was sitting 0-4 in the ACC, and they were swept by Georgia Tech to open ACC play. They lost game one to Pittsburgh, and uh, they were riding a five-game losing streak at the time. And that Saturday morning, some guy named Cal Ripken showed up in Blacksburg and gave a speech to the team before that Saturday game against Pittsburgh. Since then, Tech won nine straight ACC series, ACC regular season title, and they've won I think 32 of its last 38 games. So I call it the Cal Ripken point in the year that changed everything for Tech.
1: The Iron Horse, the Iron Man, Cal Ripken. That's a pretty good, uh, pretty good pep talk. Pretty good guy to get a pep talk from. One of the best shortstops in the history of baseball is. Uh, it's a pretty good turnaround. Right now let's jump into the NCAA tournament. It is a, it's a loaded tournament. You know. Dominated by a lot of ACC and SEC teams. But let's jump into the Blacksburg Regional. And, you know, looking at it, this is a very good draw for, you know, Blacksburg or for Virginia Tech in Blacksburg, I should say. Open up, they'll open up against Wright State and then face the winner of Gonzaga and Columbia. And, you know, looking at it, Gonzaga was a team that went off to a really hot start, was a, you know, a team to watch for earlier in the season, Peg maybe even host a regional. Um, this is a, you know, so, That maybe is the biggest threat to the Hokies, but looking at this regional, it's definitely something that the Hokies can definitely take advantage of.
0: Well, I I think any regional is really difficult, right? And I think that this is a, a really fun regional that's about to take place in Blacksburg. I think right off the bat, Wright State is a really good four seed, and Tech played them earlier in the year, a three game series in Blacksburg. Wright State won game one of that series, and then Tech had to win. Saturday and Sunday to win the series. That was their first loss of the year, and it was the weekend before the Georgia Tech series. And I remember the conversation around that point of the year was, this is a really good test against a Wright State team that went down to the wire against Tennessee in a regional last year before the Tech Open ACC play. That's a really good ball club. You've got two teams that really know each other well. They've seen Drew Hackenberg, who's going to get the start in game one. They've seen bullpen options. They've seen Gavin Cross. But Tech has also seen right State. So you've got a team, Trey, that outscored its opponents a combined 56-7 to over three games in the Horizon League tournament to win its conference title. So I think that's a really talented four seed that's got a ton of great offense. And then, uh, yeah, Gonzaga, I think, is one of the best pitching teams in the country. They've got a terrific staff. They've swept Oklahoma State on the year. They've played a good non-conference. And then Columbia, I mean, they've been really good down the stretch. They started from April 2nd against Princeton. They went on a long winning streak. that They actually won over 10 games in a row. I think it got to around 15 or 16 straight games. They lost one game, two games, two games in the regular season from April 2nd against Princeton all the way until May 15th and then they uh they won the conference tournament they won the Ivy League so uh the Ivy League playoff series so i think this is a really really fun regional and uh i'm not uh i'm not a scientist saying this but it's important to win those first two games right and avoid the losers bracket as much as you can
1: you, you kind of touched on it uh Drew Hackenberg getting a start coming off a pretty rough outing against North Carolina you know the hogs Hokies- I wouldn't say, you know, they look great against Clemson, but they're coming off a really bad outing against North Carolina, getting run ruled 10-0. Um, how, how is the sense from the coaching staff? Obviously, they have, still have a lot of faith in them giving them the ball in, you know, the biggest game of the season so far. Uh, how, how How is kind of the mindset of this team? Are they just kind of like, hey, we won the ACC regular season title or a really good baseball team. That's one game. Let's move on. Yep. That's, that's that's it. I mean, listen, you play almost 55 games in a regular season, right? It was, one,
0: it was one bad game. Not to mention North Carolina went on to win the tournament, and at the time they had won 13 of their last 15. You can make the argument North Carolina is the hottest team in the country right now. And, uh, listen, Drew Hackenberg has been so good this year, right? Like 10 wins tied for the most in the ACC. ACC best ERA in the regular season. I think it was just above a 2-5. He had a rough start against Virginia on the road. And he had a rough start against North Carolina. Outside of that, Drew Hackenberg has been money. Whatever you want to describe, he's been fantastic. So I think more so, Trey, with Drew and this entire team, they woke up the next day. It was a loose bus ride back from Charlotte. I think one advantage about what happened at Tech is they got a full week's worth of rest. I mean, right, they got bounced on Friday, and then the uh, regional starts on Friday, so you get a full week's worth of rest. And, uh, it, you know, it's a it, it's pool play, right? Typically, it's double elimination. They lost one game, ten nothing. I mean, Drew. I mean, that's a really good lineup. I think one thing about Drew is he's got a really good sinking fastball. That's why he can be fastball heavy. He was missing up, and North Carolina hit him hard. But I, I think again, right now you got Griffin Green who won seven games who has not pitched in two weeks. But the confidence in this staff to put Hackenberg back out there, game one of the regional, I think that really explains how much faith they have in him. Um, because again. He's really only had two if he starts all year, and the rest he's been dominant. I think like 87 punchouts to 15 walks on the year, and a sub three ERA. And what has been the best college baseball
1: conference in the country this year? You, you touched on it. I mean, nine teams from the ECC arguably a 10th team should have made it at NC State. Uh, this is a, a loaded conference that could get multiple teams in the regional outside of the ones hosting. Obviously, you have Miami, North Carolina, Louisville. All, all hosting, you know, Notre Dame is is in a region where I believe they're the three seed and they have the pitching staff or the two seed, I should say, and they're facing the worst, you know, regional host in Georgia Southern. Uh, no offense, they're the 16th seed. Virginia is in a very close in Greenville.
0: That's going to be a, a very, very record.
1: hot, very hot, you know, ECU team. Coastal knows how to win this time of year. They're in that. They're in there. What ACC team? Outside of Virginia Tech, are you looking at that? That could end up in Omaha. You know, uh, North Carolina maybe is the hot team to pick right now, but I I think this this is as you mentioned a loaded conference.
0: Well, I, and I hate to be the guy, like you said, it's easy to pick North Carolina, but there's Georgia and VCU in that regional, and I know D1 baseball was debating if that might be the easiest of the sixteen uh, regionals. I, again, I think first of all, VCU's won back to back eight ten championships. You and I both know, growing up in Richmond, that's a really good VCU team so again I don't think there's a such thing as an easy regional but I think North Carolina is just playing out of its mind right now and I think that's a really hot team to look out for and I also think to your point Notre Dame I mean they were the regular season champs last year they got snubbed of hosting a year ago and they got snubbed hosting this year and I think you can point a lot of that to the weather they had to cancel a series against William & Mary late in the year Um, they lost two games to Virginia Tech Because of weather, imagine if you play those two games, you win those two games, you probably knock Georgia Southern off of the hosting line and you're hosting. Um, So I think Notre Dame's a team that, like they did last year, they won a regional, lost in a Super last year, they did it on the road. I think think they can do it again uh, this year. Um, And then, you know, Virginia's interesting. And I don't have the bracket in front of me, I know you do, but they're in that East Carolina, the Greenville Regional. Who is it, trades? ECU, Virginia, Coastal, right, I believe? And
1: Coppin State.
0: I mean, Coastal Carolina, the 2016 national champ, to me that's one of the most intriguing regionals of the year.
1: He's the hottest team in the country. They've won, I think, 16, 17 straight.
0: They have, and they they, they were struggling early. Hokies played them in March. They struggled, and then they turned it on late. But Virginia can absolutely come out of the regional, in my opinion. I mean, Alex Geloff and that team, the bats, they have the arms. Just like last year, remember Virginia, it took a while. They turned it on late. Would not surprise me see the Cavaliers get on a run and win that regional. I,
1: I do agree with you. I'm gonna go. I think I think North Carolina. I, I really believe into them. If I had to pick one that doesn't make it out of the ones that are hosting, I really think it's gonna be Miami. Uh, I know that's kind of shocking there. I, I'm stuck between Miami and Louisville because Louisville's in a very tough region, Oregon, Michigan. Um
0: Michigan's hot right now.
1: Michigan is hot. Big Ten Champs. Uh ironically for Virginia Tech, if C's hold, just like the softball team, they would be playing. Florida in their super regional, so that's interesting. I, OU could be could be frisky as well. Looking yeah, at these paths, Kendall path Rogers, is
0: Oklahoma is a dark horse to win the national title, so watch out for those Sooners.
1: Yeah, and Liberty being in that regional as well. So, yeah, and they, you know, they they're hot. They dominated the A10. I do feel bad looking at some of these top seeds. I know you really delve into the bracket as much. Um, looking at obviously the clear number one is Tennessee. This is a dominant team in the maybe the best conference historically, the SEC. They have Ben Joyce who throws 105 miles per hour, which is you follow pitching ninja and see the guy throw 105 with movement. And you're like, how does a human do that? So good luck. Uh, their regional sets up pretty well. They have Georgia Tech, which can be a team that can beat big opponents. You you talk about their sweep over Virginia Tech, Campbell, and Alabama State. I, I think they're the clear favorite. And you know this is a team that's really good and it's dominant, but been battle-tested. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely.
0: Absolutely. I I think that that is, that's very well said. I I was just looking while you're talking and and thinking more about if we're looking at ACC teams that could advance and that's kind of the topic. Well, I mean, Miami in a regional, right. With Arizona, Canisius, Ole Miss, Ole Miss was a surprise team to get in. So, uh, and even Wake Forest in that college park regional with Maryland, right? Maryland, Wake Forest, UConn and LIU. I think Wake Forest could come out of there. So, I mean, really, nothing, Trey, would surprise me about the ACC because I think baseball is the one sport where – like like basketball can take wear and tear on you. Right? When you're playing in the the ACC, right, sometimes you get to the NCAA tournament and the physicality is just too much and it, it just doesn't happen. You don't go on that run. But college baseball is different. Like, I, I really think this is the one sport. Where who you play matters in the regular season and can really prepare you for a regional, and so that's why again, I, I there's not a single ACC team. The only one that I think is put in a brutal regional, and this might be the most fun one, is the uh, the Auburn regional, and I need to find that here on my notes. But that's um,
1: Southeast Louisiana, uh, South uh, Southeast Louisiana, Florida State, UCLA,
0: and Auburn. I mean, yes, yeah, so, I mean that's yeah, and Auburn being the one seed. Yep. I mean, so you got Parker Messick, who's arguably the best pitcher in the ACC. UCLA, who put up 25 runs in a game this weekend. Auburn, and I know a couple of people in southeastern Louisiana from my time at Summerville. Tyler Finke, southeastern Louisiana, that is a sneaky, sneaky good four seed. I'm not going to call it, but I'm just saying for those listening, would not surprise. They beat Ole Miss earlier in the year. That's a really good southeastern Louisiana team. Yeah,
1: a regional I'm very intrigued by is Corvallis. Oregon State, you know, has been one of, has typically been the number two team in the country this year. You know, they, they, they dropped to number three